Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. Today is Tuesday, and we have another special edition of New Persons to Recovery. Uh, with me for their final week are Patrick and Peter today, and I'm very happy to have that. And Peter actually uh, attended with me on Friday last week and got an opportunity to interview with uh, uh, Commonwealth's attorney in Richmond City, Colette McEachin, which I thought was pretty cool. So we haven't seen the last of these two, but as far as this segment goes, this will be our final newcomer check-in. And so I have a, some really awesome things to talk about. These guys have some awesome things to talk about. But what I really, really want to do is I want to introduce to you Patrick's parents who are on the other side of the camera here with us, uh, or whatever we call that, I don't know, somewhere out in the in, in, uh, in the inter interwebs. Um, Diane and Jim Hurd, who are, are joining us today to talk about their progress and to uh, talk and see Peter and Patrick. So welcome, welcome to you both. Thank you for coming. Did you have any problems logging in? No, we have a son here who was very helpful in technology. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, I, People ask me how to do it. I'm like, bad, bad, bad. I'm um, over here. <laughs> Patrick, since these are your parents, uh, uh, would you like to say hello and maybe yeah. say something to your folks? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? <laughs> Talk you're doing good. Yeah. There we go. Doing good and glad to see that you're doing well. Are you guys sleeping well at night? Yeah. Yeah. I know when I was there using my – I know dad at least – was having trouble sleeping, knowing I wasn't home, probably out doing the wrong thing. So, hey, I'm not answering your phone when I called to find out where you were. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, Diane and Jim, I'm I'm glad you're here. Uh, I understand that while Patrick's been a participant here at the McShin Foundation, that you've gained a new son, and so uh, he's standing to my right over here, uh, Peter. <laughs> No, but Peter, welcome back to the show. Uh, how are you? Would you like to say anything to welcome the, gr the group? Um, welcome. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can pull that microphone a little closer. Yeah. yeah. Get into the herd. There you go. That's all How's right. That? Perfect. So since last week, there have been, you know, early weeks of recovery. There are always uh, big changes, you know, that there seem like big changes. Uh, we grow, we learn. Um, we progress, and I understand that both of you have some uh, particularly awesome, exciting news to discuss. So uh, I'll start with you, Peter. What's going on in Peter's world? What's happening with you tonight? And uh, and let me remind you guys, uh, Diane and Jim, you probably already know this, but these two have been roommates the last few weeks. So Peter, what's going on? Um, well, tonight I'm moving over to Clark House down the street to be a uh, assistant house manager. What? So Yay! no. That's wonderful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a big change. It's a big change, a big responsibility. And it yeah. shows, you know, how, how old are you? 20. You're 20 years old. Now, I, I know the house. I know there are some guys in there, you know, a few years older. Um, what do you see as the uh, challenges that you might face as assistant house leader Clark? Um, I mean, just trying to hold everyone together and hold them all accountable making them listen to me, but I think I can make it happen, honestly. What about the challenges for, your, for yourself? Oh, for myself? Yeah. Um, I don't know, moving, change, especially in recovery, it's like you get comfortable where you're at and then something changes, you move. Like I moved from Clark House to 
Scott house when I first got here, and I was like, I was about ready to leave when they told me I was moving. I was like, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, but I stayed. So change is a big thing. But now I'm. It's only been a few weeks, but I'm better equipped now to deal with it than I was. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, way to go, Peter, <laughs> Jimmy. Up there. Uh, so Patrick, I understand uh, you have some news for us too. Do your parents know? Um, about what? Well, what were we, what were we just discussing right before the show? Well, it's what's going on in my life? Yeah. What's yeah. Um, so I've been assistant house leader now, assistant assistant, something like that. Um, for like double secret probation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're at the intent. I'm at the intensive house. Um, so we got a lot of people coming in, coming out. Um, but. On Friday, our house leader is going back to do uh, back in the real world. He's going back to Maine. Um, the so, real world of Maine. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't like seafood also, which is... What? what? Yeah. yeah, but I'm going to take... I'm going to step into his shoes and take over. Um, and I'm excited for it, you know? I know there's going to be some obstacles with doing it, but I just need to share about it and talk about it when... I have a problem where I don't feel like I might be good enough, but if I talk about it and speak on that, then, you know, I got you all and I can fly in your wings underneath you and do bigger, better things. I like that. I like that. Um, so, uh, uh, Jim, Diane, had you heard already about the two of them and their, their successes? I have, I have heard from both of them and I am so proud of both of them. And, I kind of think that in some ways things are meant to happen and somehow the two of them got together and I'm watching them blossom in the past times that I've been doing the bots podcast and I'm so proud of both of them. I just, you know, I want them to keep it up, stick together and, you know, lean on each other if you need to. Well, the wonderful thing is I, I don't know if you know about the proximity of the houses, but those two houses are across a, a parking lot. So they're, they're right next to each other. And um, historically, since we got that house about just about two years ago, um, that house has always, you know, they've, they've, they sort of go back and forth. It's like the, the first step up from the intensive program. And then, you know, some of the other houses have more freedom, more, you know, more responsibilities. But uh, with, with, with the two of them being in the same you know, proximity, that you know, they'll be able to help each other out. Um, I can tell you both. As a as a house leader myself, and I've been a house leader for about a year and a half now. It's it's important to me to to get close to the other house leaders so that we can be responsive to whatever's going on, you know, with the rest of the the organization. So, you know, for instance, um, and that translates out into the bigger recovery community. One of my house leaders early on at at uh, Chamberlain, a different one of McShin's houses. Um, he is now the director of uh, men's programs at the at a different at a sister organization, and he and I talk at least once a week, and we talk about participants that may go back and forth between our housing, you know, for whatever one reason or another. And we 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 try to to come up with a, the the best way to be supportive as a house leader, because as a house leader, you know, we are really a, a front line of of support for the newcomer coming in the door, but also. You know, we also get the people who may know the organizations and may have, you know, 
may have you know come come around you know a few times mm -hmm. and so we, we we try to work and see how we can best make this time the last time you know or at least you know plant more seeds so um, I'm excited for the both of you very excited for the both of you what else is going on in Peter's world over there um not yeah not much really I'm I'm leading groups sometimes, which is fun. I enjoy doing that. Uh, you sat in on one of the groups I led. Mm -hmm. um, me and Patrick were just downstairs reorganizing everything down there. So a little bit of service work. So um, just talk about that. Uh, Peter, I, I'm not really sure how that happened the other day, but excuse me. Uh, but Peter was uh, asked by someone to sort of fill in at the beginning of a group while uh, I think it was, I think it was Bob who was supposed to have that group. And he was in a conversation as Bob will often get caught in, in you know, whatever's happening next. Mm -hmm. and you know, so Cricket and I were both coming in to step into that group, but we had, we were late. So you took over and did a, what did you talk about? I talked about triggers and coping skills. Yeah. And, yeah. and what was the, what did you learn from that experience of uh, stepping in and, and doing a group about yourself? Uh, about myself? Yeah. Um, I can improvise. Say that again? I can improvise. You can improvise. Okay. Yeah. What I really liked about how you did that is, well, first of all, you had one of your biggest assets, um, your friendship and your sort of partner in crime over here, Patrick, right? So you had somebody you trusted there. But another thing you did was that you purposely engaged the rest of the group. Like you didn't make it all, let's let me give a lecture. You know, you engaged everybody else and asked them questions and got them involved. So that was pretty awesome. So Patrick, what else is going on in your world, young man? You're about to move beds. You know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'll have my own room, uh, so that's gonna be good. I know today's my 28 days. What so the intensive <laughs> part, but I'm still gonna be over here every day because I'm peer well, peer leader in the in training, uh, so I'll have you in charge with chores and everything here at the church. Is that called uh, that make you a flip? It makes me that a yeah. plit, yeah, a peer leader a plit. in training. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. So besides that, I mean, my family's been extremely supportive. Um, no, I can't thank them enough for giving me this opportunity. I know I had to be willing to come and put in the work, um, but I was just super tired, man, of just being a pest on society. And uh, it's cool that I have the opportunity now to give back and help the newcomers that are coming in. Um, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm looking forward to. And I know, like I said, I'm going to have obstacles, but, uh, I think it's going to help me grow a lot, helping other people. It's awesome to help them, but it does help me more. If not, I don't know about more, but it definitely helps me as well. I also ran high noon the other day. Did and you? I did as well and tried to involve everybody. And I asked Peter to share <laughs> and my man said pass, but that's okay <laughs> because we all have those, <laughs> we all have those days. And I'm not like, uh, that was okay because I'm a chatterbox sometimes and I can just talk about myself a lot today in group I shared and I was able to share that. I do love myself now and I, I started to cry. It got emotional just because some speaking about myself and saying how much I like myself and what's good about me is 
something I was never able to do. And now that, you know, I'm sitting there saying that I am a good person, that I'm not who I used to be. Um, hi, Shelly. <laughs> man, that's awesome. Uh, it's, it feels really good. It's really emotional. It's a, it's a lot, but it's, um, man, I'm in a great place. So. Jim and Diane, what what do you hear when you hear the two of them? When you when you hear Patrick, your son, talk about what what, what do you hear about what's going on? Well, it's a lot different than it was uh, twenty eight days ago, or actually the uh, the two days preceding the twenty eight days were were kind of a low point around here, and um, I think he's really taking advantage of the opportunity. You know, this isn't the first time he's been through um, a process. And I think what I hear differently this time is that he is uh, he's more committed to recovery and he's more focused, at least from what I hear. I mean, before I can remember, uh, Patrick, you remember uh, two or three years ago where my recollection is your, your thought was, I'm here for 30 days. And after that, I'm out of here. And you didn't really seem to care where you were in recovery. You just were going through the motions. And then when you got out, you didn't take it seriously. And then you thought you could do it on your own. And that didn't work out real well. But I, I see a different attitude in the last 28 days. And I mean, you're, it's completely different. Uh, so I'm very encouraged. I realize this is very early in the process and it takes a while. Um, but you're doing and saying what I think you should be doing and saying right now. I look at it differently. He says low point. I say high point. I'm very proud of everything that I'm seeing that's going on with Patrick and Peter. Um, I, no, I was talking about low point before they started oh, okay. a month I, ago. I'm just real proud of everything that's going on. And I, I'm, encouraging even more to go that way so i love my son i want my no, son with me forever no i, I want to let me just clarify in case i misspoke here i was talking about right before, right you weren't paying attention to me right right before patrick right before you right before you went to richmond the weekend before you know we don't need to kind of go over the events of that particular weekend but i mean it um, it, it, it was it was not good, and, but as a result of it, it 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 was bad enough. So we had to do something different, and you realized you had to do something different, and so we fortunately were able to reach an agreement about you're moving in a different direction because the direction that you were going in uh, was headed nowhere, and you know that. Um, but in any event, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of very good things from you. And um, if you just keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be fine. And then I'm going to have to uh, make good on that deal we have. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have to say more about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I was kind of joking about getting a tattoo on my head uh get my daughter's name tattooed on my head i'm gonna wait and what i'm gonna do is when my dad gets that tattoo for when i get three years uh, i'll get a tattoo on my head um so are you gonna get in three years 
You're going to get that in three years? Yeah, I'll hold off on it. I thought you were thinking about right now because you shaved your head. I was. <laughs> and my man Peter here shaved my head for me. Uh, okay. yeah. Well, you I mean, can't like, see, this you. is what it is, man. It's like you all were talking about what happened. It wasn't good. I learned that God has a plan and, you know, everything happens for a reason. I had that mental breakdown for a reason because now, even before that low point, for the last three years, my life was pretty miserable. Um, I don't know if y'all could see it or not, um, but it's like, I just, uh, I didn't feel good. I didn't like who I was. And it's amazing where 28 days of being sober can heal the brain and take me back to when I was three years old, throwing up little helicopters in the air and smile and watch them come down. It's, uh, it feels like that again. And it feels really good to give back to people and watch other people grow as well. Um, so I'm here for a reason. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, you know, I want to, I want to talk more about the, the house leader change because I think, uh, I think the two of you uh, are uniquely, poised to be excellent house leaders because you have such um, giving personalities. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think I ever heard from either one of you that you wanted to be a house leader. Usually indicates that it's a bad house leader choice uh, when, when I hear that. So uh, Peter, starting with you, um, we talked a little bit a, a few moments ago about you know what challenges you might see, but what do you think are the, um, the responsibilities of being a house leader? You know, assistant or otherwise. What what is what do you think your primary responsibility is? And then, you know, secondary tertiary. Um, well, I think you have to hold the people in your house accountable. Okay. To follow the follow the rules. Um you have to set the example by following the rules Ooh, as well. What That's does that not, mean? Uh oh. That means Ooh. yeah, stick to your guns, <laughs> whatever McShin says, roll with it. Mm. You that means you got to be adaptable too. Um, I mean, you got to make sure people do their chores, make sure people get where they need to get, whether it's to the church or whatever's going on. You got to, you got to be like all seeing, all knowing. Okay. All right. Same question, Patrick. Um, what do you see as your, your primary focus, uh, your primary duties, responsibilities as, as a house leader? That's a great question. I mean, I want to answer with. Um, there's just like a couple of examples, man. Like you do have to hold people accountable because you get people in off the street and you don't know exactly where they have been in their life. You don't know at that time, but you get to sit down and you get to talk to them and mentor them and encourage them to do the next right thing. Um, you don't, you got to let them know that they don't have to live like they were anymore and that they are safe and they're in a good place. A lot of people come here um, that I know for just being here that have PTSD, um, just a lot of traumatic things happen in their life. And you have to be understanding and you have to work with them. Um, you get on there, you can get on them. Uh, but for me, I like to 
have more of a laid back approach. Maybe the third time I ask, then I'm going to uh, maybe, uh, I don't know the right word, but maybe get on them a little bit more. Um, but it's like people are coming in here straight out of the hospital or the street. And I understand um, not everyone's where I'm at. Some people are at different levels. So I like to sit back and listen. And uh, I'm a good listener. I like to talk. And I, I don't know everything, but I do my best. And that's what I can do as a house leader is do my best. Hmm. There were there were two things that uh, I heard. Patrick, that was really insightful. Good job. I like that answer. <laughs> is that who, who is that back there? That's true. That's that's Jimmy. true. I need a shout out, Mitch, bro. You're an inspiration, dog. Thank you. <laughs> Who is Jimmy in relation to you? Oh, that's my brother. Your brother. Awesome. Okay. Cool. I, I, I like what both of you said, and I want to I wanna highlight something that Peter said and then something that Patrick said, um, something that you said about uh, setting the example. And I, 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 that is a huge part of being a house leader I, in, in Nathan's little humble, uh -oh, Nathan's humble opinion. I think that's a huge part of being a house leader is making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and remaining adaptable and being teachable or another way of saying to remain teachable is, is having humility. Um, so, you know, we talk about the spiritual principles in a 12 step fellowship and I, you know, I, a 12 step fellowship is how I have my recovery set. So I use those spiritual principles as a house leader successfully to, you know, to, to do my job, which is to, I believe to be, you know, like you also said, I think, you know, making sure that I am presenting a safe environment for the, for the next uh, individual. And that includes making sure that I'm holding other people accountable, but making sure that I'm keeping myself accountable as well. Um, and some, you know, I do that in, in different ways and, Primarily, uh, making sure that I trust um, the people around me who are uh, my mentors, I guess. Um, you know, I, I actually work for McShin, so I actually have bosses here. But uh, for instance, you know, I, I work, you know, Bob is, I'm a house leader, and Bob is the guy I report to when I have problems in the house. Now, I do handle some things internally. You know, and, and I work with guys to try to figure out a solution before I bring things to Bob. However, you know, sometimes I'll still bring things to Bob and say, this is how we work things out. This is what came of that. Just so Bob has an idea of what's going on in the house and continues to know the dynamic of the house. Because um, what you'll find and what you may have already started to find because you've seen people here relapse is that you'll see little behavior changes in people and behavior changes indicate you know, something else, something is different, you know, whether, and it could be good, you know, you know, somebody's going to get a new job, you know, clearly they're not going to have as much time to kick it, you know, and, and play games all night until mm -hmm. three in the morning. That's a, probably a positive change yeah. in somebody's life. Um, however, you know, the same person who, you know, may not have a job and who's, 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 you know, comes here and is enthusiastic the first week and is, is up at dawn and making bed and coffee for the house and cooking breakfast for everybody at night or in the morning, excuse me, or, or whatever, you know, um, suddenly starts to sleep until noon and it's difficult to get out of bed. You know, there's something else going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that, you know, when I, I, I want to work with the individual, but I also recognize that, that, um, you know, I have to recognize my own limitations. You know, I am responsible for an entire house, not just any one individual. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, sometimes, you know, I, holding other people accountable may make that person, you know, lash out at me. And yeah. that, that can happen. Um, and in fact, I think Bob will tell you this. If, if your house says that they love you and that you're uh, awesome, if everyone says that, then you're probably not doing the best job. <laughs> um, which is to say, you know, if you take any suggestion out of what I just said there, make Bob your best friend. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Especially you. Yeah, no, me and Bob, we play ping pong <laughs> and we play this thing called pickleball. Uh, look it up. It's a really cool game. But Let's, I like what uh, Kim Amabel just asked. And I would like, please. Uh, so she said, if someone tests positive, yeah, if someone tests positive in a sober living home after being sober for a while, how exactly is that handled? I've always thought that this person should not be automatically kicked out. Me, I'm, I'm extremely new to this position. And I want to hear your take on that, Nathan. Oh. Excellent. Well, the the um, Kim, that's an awesome question. And turn it off, just <laughs> Kim. I think that's an awesome question, and that that's uh, something that obviously does come up quite a bit around here. Um, fortunately, I'm not the guy who makes a determination, um, which is to say, as a house leader, I can and do uh, make recommendations to um, to Bob. And to Jesse, I, I will sometimes sit in on the conversations um, that, that come around with the participant. And usually when I when a participant tests positive with me, if I'm, you know, at my house and they test positive, I try to get, you know, around to the truth as quickly as possible. And to, you know, I can advocate for, you know, for different changes. Now, we don't um, generally put you know, people out on the street after relapsing, um, you know, this, this isn't a, an, a, you know, these aren't green lights to go relapse. However, we try to find something that works for the individual. If the individual relapses and they come at, come back to us with honesty, open-mindedness and willingness, even a little bit, when they come back to us with that, you know, then we can work with an individual, even a person who's not so honest. I mean, that's happened yesterday. In fact, you know, we'll sit there and say that that, that story is complete BS, but we're going to move you and we're going to see how you do with these other houses. You know, so generally because we have 11 houses or I should say we have um, seven men's houses and four female houses. Yeah, we have four female houses and seven male houses. You know, we have the, the ability to move people from one house to another. And sometimes just that change can be enough to, you know, maybe it's the people in the house, maybe the house leader, you know, maybe that, that change can, can spark, you know, a, a recommitment to recovery. Now, if it's a chronic relapser, what we've, you know, how we've handled that in the past is, you know, sometimes what we'll do is we'll put somebody out for a few days, but we'll tell them this is where you need to go. If you do, you know, you go to detox, you know, at such and such place, or if you go such and such place for seven days, then come back, then, um, then we'll work with you again. Uh, but we never put anybody out without trying, you know, without giving them suggestions on somewhere to go. Not everybody takes that suggestion. However, we never put somebody out without saying, you know, here are other options for you right now. So we, we really like I think what you what you kind of said earlier was, you know, try to work with people where they are. Um, which is to say, you know, before the relapse, you know, we try to determine what what the thing, you know, what the happens there. But but this is an organization where that is definitely going to happen and happens frequently. And, you know, it's it's remembering that. And this is good. This is good for both of you here. You know, it took me a long time to recognize that when people relapse, it's not my fault, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, 
um, there's, you know, I, I, I will kick myself in the butt sometimes, you know, oh, John, if only I hadn't done that overnight, you know, if only I'd been there that day, if only, you know, I had a participant who, who, uh, uh, was able to get into my car when I took somebody else's car to go to the store or whatever it was that day. And because he was able to get into my car, he was able to get his stuff and he was able to dip out, you know, and I, I, I kicked myself for that one because that participant ended up dying a few days later. And, you know, that is out of my control. So I have yeah. to remember as a person in recovery, that power greater than myself has to be first and foremost in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, if I try to do everything on my own, I am going to fail and I'm going to fail the people around me. If I give who I am honestly and openly and willingly you know, then I, I'm, I have a better chance of succeeding. I want to say hi to Ashley. It was good to see you last night, by the way. Um, so that was so, a good question. What, what else do we have here? I see here. Uh, my brother's asking, what's it mean to test positive? It's on Ooh. a drug test. Uh, if you test positive for THC, opiates, etc. And it is a case by case. In my experience, I was at a program in Austin, Texas, and I went out to a bar when I shouldn't have, but I came back and I blew like a 0.03, something very minor. I think this could have dealt with the different, but what happened there, I don't know what they would do. I have yet to find out. I don't plan on finding out, <laughs> but because uh, I learned from my mistakes and they kicked me out and I was like homeless for three days, maybe something like that. And a bunch of other stuff ha- happened. I did not think that that was the right thing to do for me because you know, I, I was in a low point, especially when they kicked me out. Um, they gave me no tools and I can, Machin handles it night and day like better. It's much better here. I've seen that they are willing to work with you if you are willing to work with them. It's a two-way street, right? Well, and, and with being an authentic peer-led organization, you know, and I'm a person in recovery. My bosses are people in recovery. Um, having a, a a lived experience with the disease of addiction, understanding that, you know, one day of not using is a miracle for a person like me. And, and it, you know, if I can accumulate a few days, that's great. But one day, when I can focus on one day being clean, it's a miracle. And I have a disease that wants me to go and use. I have a disease that wants me to, to do destructive things. And I, I don't know why. And I can beat myself up and try to figure that out. And maybe that'll be worthwhile in the future. But right now, I focus on my day to day. And so sometimes with me, you know, it's helpful to be helping other people because that gets me out of my head. I, but because I understand that I have a disease that wants me to destroy myself, you know, if somebody does have a relapse if somebody like as kim says a little sip uh, you know we talk full-blown relapse well you know if somebody is in that i call it prelapse mode you know i mean it's it's a matter of you know am i gonna shame them more am i gonna make somebody feel worse you know because the disease is winning or am i gonna say you know what come on i can help you you know or we can help you we is a better word than i mm-hmm. we can help you you know we we can let's 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 get you out of your hair let's go let's go get some pizza you know something as simple as that and and remind uh, the individual who's in that mode whether they've relapsed or they're just about to relapse that you know you're here you can wake up tomorrow and you can start tomorrow and that miracle can happen tomorrow mm-hmm. you know so I don't like to get in the idea that that shame and that blame that cycle. I, I, I nobody's going to beat me up worse than I beat myself up, mm. you know. So I have to remember that when I deal with other people. I, oh, yeah. hey, I actually have a uh, question for for your parents. You know, so you know, with him coming down to the end of the 
you know, the 28 days and, and get in the new, um, you know, just the new, basically, you know, boost in stature here. Like, what are you guys looking forward to seeing out of, you know, out of, out of them, you know, going forward as opposed to like where you guys have been at? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure I understood your question, Todd. You say, what do, what do we expect from, from yeah, this point I mean, on? I, Is that what, what you mean? I, I would say, like, what are you looking forward to the most, you know, as far as like going forward, like seeing the seeing the accomplishments that they've got gotten here? Uh, how they've, you know, how they've gotten more responsibilities, how they've, you know, handled their, their, you know, responsibly handled the sober living, you know, how, you know, what do you, what do you guys like, you know, what do you guys look forward to seeing firsthand? Yeah, can I, can I answer that? I'm gonna, I'm Patrick's big brother. I have, I have an idea. Is that um, I'm, I'm super pumped for Patrick to have a, a continuous stream of purpose. Is he he's a very driven and has a lot of potential if he has purpose and especially it's um, something that has has always been I mean even being Patrick's older brother always been very pungent is uh when he uh what is it his team aspect when he can when he can feel like he has um, an impact on others he he shows his best colors every time. So the uh, yeah the fact that I'm really pumped for Patrick. I think he's gonna go. He's really gonna uh, be able to help others that are gonna help him. Jimmy, I think that's a T-shirt right there. Pumped for Patrick. Pumped for Patrick. I'm pumped for Patrick. <laughs> he's gonna get that. You know this guy. You know your brother here. He's he's pretty cut. I have a feeling when you, we. You you don't know this, Jimmy, and I don't even know if these guys know this, but as participants here at McShin, we actually get a free membership to Crunch Fitness. Of course, it's been closed for the last, I don't know, two months and you know, about 20 pounds for me. Um, <laughs> but once we once we get him back at the gym, I I feel like a t-shirt, you know, that says pump for Patrick might be something that we put together here. So, but yeah, well said, Jimmy. I, I agree with Shelly there. Um, purpose and feeling like uh like, like, I, like something is, is meaningful in my life. And I, I struggled with that when I first got here. And I think I've talked about that on this show before, maybe not um, in the context of this, this segment here, but you know, one thing in early recovery for me was being able to identify why the frick do I even want to continue to live? You know, I had gotten to the point where, you know, things were so bad. Um, you know, I was facing jail time and I now was a felon and, you know, my family didn't really want much to do with me. It's like, what's the point? You know, I'm, I'm and so finding purpose through helping others um, has been something that's helped me a lot. And I, I see the two of you guys stepping into that role effortlessly. And I look forward to seeing how you do as house leaders um, and to, to supporting you as well. Um, yeah. So for me, with uh, I'm going to answer that question too, coming from my point of view is I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want to let myself down, you know, mm. and it's, it is pressure on me. And I'd like the last thing I would rather let myself down and then let my mom and dad down. Um, it's, I'm only human and I will make mistakes, you know, um, but I'm going to give it my best shot and I'm, I'm proud of where I'm at right now. So all I can like focus on is today and I tend to think about the future, the past. I just got to stay present for now and, you know, just 
pray and hope for the best and just keep making the right decisions and helping other people is it's I, you know, just finding myself right now is, is it feels good. So I, I, I love the pressure and all. And I, you know, I don't want to let y'all down with that. Hey, Patrick, let me ask you something. Uh, did you think if you go back a month from today, did you ever think you would sit there and be able to say you've been clean for 28 days? No, I mean, that bedroom we had right before you came down there. Uh, if 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 you had been told in a month from now you're going to be clean 28 days, would that have sounded uh, I don't know impossible at that stage? Or or I'm just I'm, no. I'm just trying to get you to focus on how much progress I think you've made. So yeah, I know that I today especially is a good day for me. I still have ups and downs. Um, but today is you caught me on a good day. Uh, <laughs> so it's like I'm only human. But like when you did drop me off, I knew when I'm in a program like this, I can like Jimmy was saying, I, I do really well. Um, and I'm blessed that they probably see that and they're giving me the opportunity to be still be in this program housing where I just have a little bit more responsibilities. And that's something I do well in. It's I'm not I don't want to think too far down the road, but I'm just looking at today. And at least like coming up this month is that's going to be my role. And that's awesome. I don't want to think about what comes up after that. um, Because when that time comes, I'll know. So right now, um, I did make that 28 days. So yeah, I did think I was going to also I've it was you know, I think I'm going to make it three years, too. But I thought that also last time this addiction and this disease, it can jump up and bite me in the butt at like any moment. And I know that. And I just need to use those tools that I've learned this time to implement them when I'm having a bad day. So you, know, what's blessed your, you go ahead. Go I was just going to ask you, what do you think is different compared to the program you were in? in texas uh compared to now because you obviously you were obviously a completely different person in the way you were approaching this than you were in that other program and i I don't know if you agree with that would you first do you agree with that i agree with it completely why why do you think think it's different i wish i could pinpoint it you know maybe it was just I had that rock bottom. I saw my life slipping. I saw all of it back then, you know, I thought I could do it for Charlotte and I thought I was going to be able to be that father right away. It was going to be easy. That was my first time in a uh, program. It wasn't that easy when I got out and I know that. So I have some tools from there from learning from my mistakes. So I messed up this time. I know what I did wrong and I have that fresh start again. So if that answers your question, I, 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 um, I, so. I don't know. No, I think it does. Um, Peter, yeah. looks like there's a question there for you. Um, does this person have any relation to you? Uh, yeah, that's my mom. That's, wait, say that, say that into the mic. That's my mom. What? Peter, want to read the question and maybe answer? Um, it says, Peter, what do you, what do you most want to do for others and for yourself? Um, that is a good question. For myself, um, my recovery, that's what I'm focused on for myself and actually for others too. giving, you know, you can't keep what you have unless you give it away. So I just, 
I want the best for the people around me. Um, and by trying to help them, it helps me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like doing these podcasts and running the groups and talking to Patrick and talking to you because it helps me. Yeah. It's a little selfish, but <laughs> no, that's how it is. I feel the same way. It is. It feels like it's kind of selfish, but at the same time, it's absolutely not, you know, because we're helping other people too. Yeah. And like, you're helping me, I'm helping you. And so I'm doing it for myself, but I got a really awesome friend in the making of it. Yeah. Well, yeah we, we keep what we have by giving it away. Mm-hmm. It is the most um, selfish, selfless thing to say and do you know we keep what we have by giving it away and i i love that i love that you brought that up too because you know i believe that too um honesty this is precious it is precious honesty it really is this is is really cool i'm I'm glad to have uh uh, peter and patrick's parents uh, involved or folks involved so what's the chat it is easy if you want it Ooh, Uh, a lot of people seem to overcomplicate it but we want it bad enough but if we want it bad enough, we'll do whatever we need to to stay clean. And as long as you know your worst day clean will always be better than your best day using, you'll be just fine, my brother. Hey, Mitch, Mitch, look, as uh, John says, my best day using was this big, but my worst day sober is this big. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's wisdom right there, brother. Wisdom, I love it. Man. No treatment period is ever. Kim, I I really agree with what you say there, and and it's funny you say planting seed. Um, Kim says, I believe uh, seeds get planted with each treatment program. Don't stop before the miracle. Um, that's how I feel. You know, when when anybody coming, you know, when anybody comes into my house as a, as a new person into into my house, regardless of whether they're moving from another house, you know, as a step up or a relapse or just off the streets and I've never met them, the very first thing we do as a group in our house is to feed each other a literal meal. Mm. You know, and at my house, you we, you guys, I think, experience the same things at your house. You know, we eat together a lot. Um, and, and all the guys that I live with work. So, you know, we don't always get everybody at the same time, but, but for the most part, we get most people sitting down together as a meal. And when we bring somebody new in, it's a good way to introduce ourselves and to provide, you know, an opportunity to say, you know what, this is a safe place. You know, this is a place where we want to see you grow. Um, and we talk about recovery and we, that's the opportunity for us to, to feel a person out and for them to feel us out. And, and one of the things that I do holding myself and other people accountable in situations like that is, is, um, you know, often when we come in, well, I'll just speak for me. When I came in, you know, I, I did get stuck a lot in the mess and not the message. And I didn't have much of a message at the time. And what I mean by that is, you know, all the 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 the, the junk that I came here with was what I presented at the table. I would sit down and I would talk about how the cop did me dirty and how the lawyer was in a, you know, and how the law is, this, you know, this, that, the other. And, 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 and that would lead me sometimes to talking about and glorifying some of the old days where I was doing some of the things that I did that got me in this place in the first place. So we try to put the kibosh on that uh, right off the bat and set a tone of recovery with a meal and with a welcome into the house. So, yeah, um, to keep going. Uh, oh, here, go ahead and read that one if you would. <clears throat> um, I agree that the key is to keep going. It's not how often you fall. It is how often you get up. What do you feel is different about McShin? Um, that's another good question because I've been in, I don't even know how many times I've been in treatment. Um, 
but something about Mei Shin, just like you guys do things differently around here. And it's like, it was like a, a family, like a giant family mm. and everyone's, everyone's really close. And I guess it's the peer to peer kind of recovery that makes everyone really close. And you don't feel like you're being talked down to, you be, feel like you're being talked to at the same level. Yeah. So, I, I like that. Like I can, I can share on what Peter just said. I have social anxiety self uh, diagnosed myself with it because I think through my using, I would numb myself. And now once I'm got clean, it was really hard. The first maybe couple of days I was here, didn't want to share, didn't want to absolutely not talk on a podcast. Um, and then with a week that went by, I was sharing in groups. I was opening up. I was feeling myself again, like the feelings, uh, not myself, but I was feeling, I was having feelings. Um, um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I know, I know, that was bad. But um, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I tried. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> that was that was insightful and touching. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, that's it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I think it's hot in this studio here. <laughs> Peter, look at that. Your mother says, Peter, we can see you growing, and it's beautiful. Look at that, man. How does that make you feel to read that? Feels good. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I, I, uh, what else? Oh, 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 look at that. Congratulations, Peter and Patrick, on your new positions. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Also, um, my aunt is. We believe in both of you. I think, Diane, you're my favorite now. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Hello, Aunt Taryn. <laughs> Hello, Aunt Taryn. Sarah, Sarah Chiarello. Look, look, food for the soul. Hashtag food for the soul. I love that. And I want to say I love that you're watching and still coming back every time to see the show. Um, food food is so important. Um, uh, as a, um, It's just so important. Well, to me, anyway, it, it was such an important part of my recovery because I struggled with issues of, you know, of, if, well, from the physical aspect of just, you know, eating and taking care of myself. I, I had struggled with that when I was using. So I, I got into an environment where people helped me take care of myself. They didn't necessarily take care of me. They helped me to take care of me, which um, is the distinction, right? And food being such an important part of my, of my recovery, because, well, because I didn't eat for so long, um, but being able to share meals with somebody, it's 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 a it's a uh, such a, a family thing to do, you know. I think Peter said it best. You know, we're, we're a family here. Um, my family eats together. We, you know, Sunday dinners were an important part of our family growing up. My my family unit during the week, we tried to sit down to dinner, and it was an important part of my family unit. And you know, I didn't, I, I you know, I, I had traumas and things in my early childhood and things that happened in my life that that led me here to where I am. But there were some really, really profoundly good things that happened in my life that taught me the value of connections. And food was a big part of that. So, you know, I try to encourage that in our housing, uh, especially, you know, in my house where I am, because I, I definitely love to eat. You know, uh, we're having um, 
we're having uh, venison roast tonight. I think we're having deer. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yesterday we had what did we have yesterday? Um, oh, you made like a chili. Oh, that was a couple of days ago. What was that? Uh, I just I had a question. Actually, sure, for the, please for the parents again. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to jump in. No, but, no. Uh, what is the biggest encouraging thing that your family that your family either be it from talking through here or with Peter's family, you know, trying to get through the message. What's the biggest encouragement that you guys can give them right now? Mm, good question. Really good question. You said what's the biggest encouragement? Yeah. What's the biggest affirmation words of encouragement that you, that you can give them right now? Mm, well, I think it's important that uh, Patrick knows how much we love him and how much we're we're proud of him and we're really happy to see uh the direction you're going and uh we've always thought you had unlimited potential you've just uh you've had some things get in the way um and uh, i'm just really encouraged by uh the progress you're making in a short time i realize there's a lot more to go but um you know we're always going to be here to support you I'm not sure you always uh, recognize that in the past because you had other things going on in your head. Uh, but now that you don't, maybe you can always know that, you know, we're always going to be around. And, um, you know, uh, we're, we're always thinking about you. So looking forward to see what happens in the next 30 days. I mean, I'm, I'm just – Real encouraged. I mean, you, you've, uh, you've always had a lot of good ideas, uh, done a lot of good things, but I think I've said to you before, you know, you need to follow through. Like I just give you, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say this. There have been some jobs in the past that that you've done extremely well with, but then you've decided for whatever reason you, you're not going to follow through. You don't want to work there anymore, for example, but. Uh, I've always thought if you would follow through, you can do anything you want. And, you know, so don't doubt yourself. Uh, don't, don't doubt your potential. And maybe, you know, you can start to see that uh, now that you're getting your stuff under control. So I don't know if that's encouragement or not. It was meant to be. <laughs> it was, it was, it was perfect, dad. Uh, and just to comment on a couple of things you said, not, I always knew that you guys have been there no matter what, even though I would say otherwise. I I mean, I know that you guys have tremendous love for me and I love you guys as well. So uh, do my using and uh, just hard times or whatever you want to call it, um, I would act without thinking. It would be on impulse and I would say things that I didn't mean. So I apologize for that. I'm you know, but today is the first day of my life starting from here on out. And I'm looking forward to building our relationship stronger and stronger as it goes. So that's that's where we're at today, right? All right. Well, that sounds good. Did you, did you see Teddy in a picture there while you were talking? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't listen to anything y'all were saying because all I kept looking was a dog right there. <laughs> I wanted to be in on the conversation, too. And I was having a hard time getting him. Oh, and the other dogs right over here too on this side. You can't see them, but uh, we're surrounded by dogs. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> 
<laughs> We're surrounded by dogs too, but <laughs> uh, I know Peter, your mom has some good things to say too. Should I read it? Sure, sure. All right. It says one day at a time. We are proud of you. Take it easy. It will all come for you in time. You'll have all you need to be happy and to give back. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Mom. So, you know, a couple of things about um, um, families, you know, a lot of a lot of family, you know, here today and a lot of family rebuilding relationships and recovery. Um, the most important thing I think my mother did as far as recovery goes um, to help me in recovery was to recognize that she was also in recovery. And she ended up going out and getting help herself, which meant that she joined um, a 12-step fellowship for people who are family members. Uh, she, she, I don't know if I'm breaking anonymity here, but I'll do it anyway. She joined Al-Anon, and she participates with that and has does whatever the heck Al-Anon does and works on herself and recognizes that um, the, sometimes the best way to help me is by not helping me, which is uh, a difficult thing. Um, in recovery, when we start getting our feelings back, and I, I keep saying we, but I mean me. So when I started getting my feelings back in recovery, um, a lot of a lot of disappointments, a lot of failures that I had sort of blocked away, where I hadn't thought about it in a while, um, would pop back up in my brain, and and every once in a while, because I have a disease that is cunning, baffling, and powerful, and. What that means is that sometimes something will come up and I went, oh, man, I really am a piece of shit. Pardon my language. And that can drag me down into a bad mood for the day. Still can, you know. So sometimes with families, especially with my family, especially, you know, um, you know, I have I have I have a wonderful family. I have wonderful people who want to support me and I can go talk to my mother and I can you know, she can be wonderful and loving and supportive. And I can sit there and I can go, wow, I don't deserve that. I'm a piece of shit so many times i've screwed you over so it's sometimes you know what that means is i i really am need to rely on um you know in the 12-step fellowship i have a sponsor but i have other people in my recovery network people who uh my i, I try to build my recovery capital by putting people in my life who have gone through the things that i've gone through and have come out the other side and are now living a life worthwhile that i want to aspire to so you know families um Family relationships are, are, are very tough even still for me now. Um, and I, I work on them little by little, day by day as we go. My sister watches uh, occasionally. And my father was watching uh, for a bit for a while too. And I, that, that was very confusing for me actually because I, I'm not particularly close to my father. So it was funny to see him there. And I realized he was reaching out. So that's been positive for me. Um, I do want to, since uh, we, we, it's probably about time we wrap this up, I want to I want to do some 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 quick thank yous. Um, you know, we've talked about the food, and so we've had a lot of people donating late, lately. And I know we, you know, Todd and uh, Kelly donated a couple weeks ago some food to the housing, and and man, that barbecue was good. Mm -hmm. um, there's a guy who comes in every Monday and brings a casserole and. Yeah, Robert. Um, I don't think Robert watches. I, you know, I know a lot of people watch, and we just, you know, I, I don't know everybody who's donated. In fact, I'm probably stumbling over this now, but it's it's so comforting to me because we haven't had the twelve step meetings, right? We haven't had the connections the, the, that we're used to in recovery. Um, things have changed, and we're we're finding a new way to do that. And I absolutely 
admire anybody coming into recovery right now who's actually working and 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 you know working a program day by day because you know because of these new normal that we've got going on so the people who are supporting us who understand that what we go that what we're going through is is just so incredibly heart um um, heartwarming for me, you know. We've had a, a particular a woman early on uh, in the COVID crisis, uh, Lisa Bennett, and she came around to all the houses and delivered uh, games and books and puzzles and things just because you know we couldn't leave the housing. Uh, we've had people bring food. We've had people bring um, you know people are always bringing clothing or donating furniture, and it's a beautiful thing. And you know it's it's it's. It's good to know that we're not being forgotten, and we appreciate that. So, thank you all, um, Peter. Any final thoughts? Um, I was going to say thank you to you guys for joining us. Thanks, Nathan and Patrick again. Patrick, I'll miss being your roommate. Mm -hmm. I'm getting there. Ah. Thank you, Todd, the most important person that's in the room. It, that's right. Without you, none of this would be possible. <laughs> we, um, we'd just be three guys in a room. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, hi to my parents. I guess they're watching. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Um, thank you, McFinn. We are in the herd. Oh, my God. The herd family in the herd. The literal herd family. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, proud of you, Patrick, from William Hurd. Uh, Kristen, oh, Kristen, awesome, Nathan, thank you. Um, so proud of you, Patrick. Keep kick, keep kicking butt. There we go, Sarah. <laughs> I, I, I thought it said picking butt, which I thought that's another story. <laughs> have a glorious day, Sarah. You have a glorious day, too. There's always a better, oh, shoot, there's always a better moment coming sooner than you think. Life's little joys come when you least expect them. Fortune. Oh, torture always ends. I thought it's fortune. Um, fortune always ends too, actually, as it turns out. Uh, keep going, guys. Amazing. That's honesty. Woohoo. I love you. Yay, Peter. Keep going, guys. So, guys, thank you. Um, any final thoughts, Patrick? Sorry. I'm uh, I love you, Mom, Dad, Will, Aunt Sharon, uh, everybody that's watching. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys encourage me to get better every day. I was also on the news two days ago. I had to throw that in there. Uh, pretty cool. Well, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, at, I was at a rally on in downtown Richmond, and I see myself holding up a sign saying life or death because we're trying to make meetings, uh, the 12-step meetings, essential. Because if ABC stores are open and they're essential, why aren't 12-step uh, <laughs> meetings essential? <laughs> you know, bam. Mm. So that was cool to see that as well. But thank you guys honestly so much. It's hard to not sit here and cry. I'll probably uh, say I'm saving it for to cry on Peter's shoulder after this. But uh, just again, thank, it means a lot. It really does. That's awesome. Thanks, Patrick. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd like to say a special thank you to everybody watching. Um, a very, very special thank you to Jim and Diane for joining us. And Jimmy and Ted back there. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially Ted. You got to bring Ted by. I mean, that's this is and, – and whatever other dog you've got, dogs you've got back there. Do you need a dog? Always. Always. Uh -huh. and Mitch, I look forward <laughs> to connecting with you again, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, did you have something, Todd? What, did they want to close with anything? Did they want to make closing remarks for the guys? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, so, Jim and Diane, do you have anything that you want to uh, to, to finish off with? 
in uh, passing out the thank yous, I don't want to forget uh, Shelly Young, whose name appeared earlier in one of the comments. She's the the lady we've known for years. She's uh, the mother of a good friend of Patrick's. They went to school together, and she's actually the one that uh, told us about you. So uh, she has been in the field of recovery for some time now. And uh, uh, quite frankly, if she hadn't mentioned McShen, we would probably be in a different situation right now. So I want to thank her. That's great. Thank you, Shelly. That's wonderful. Diane, you want to say anything to fi finish us off? I just want to say thank you to everybody. I, it's, I've just been amazed by everything that's been going on and watching my son change, uh, learning about Peter, uh, Peter and his family and how I've watched him change. And it's such a difference from the other programs that Patrick has been in. So I'm very encouraged and I thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. And Todd, you too, down in the right hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that I think every week that little space gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Poor Todd. <laughs> I, just, I just keep reducing the size of what you guys are doing. You know, I know you can't see what we're seeing here, but I'm looking around right now, and I'm like, there's, there's new stuff here. There's stuff hanging behind Todd. There's, 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 you know, I keep every time I come in here, I feel like I'm more and more into a, into a studio. It's great. We've arrived. Um, now, if we could just get people to stop trying to open the door behind us. <laughs> Hey, but I want to continue and say thank you again to everybody watching. Thank you, Patrick and Peter. And thank you, Todd. Thank you, Diane and Jim. I really appreciate you guys jumping in and participating. And, of course, uh, thank you to um, uh, Sandy uh, for jumping in as well, uh, for, for, for giving us these two uh, beautiful people here to share uh, space and time with. Um, and, as always, thank you to watching. Uh, so uh, what do we have going on the rest of the week? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wednesday, we have for you something very, very special. We have my three bosses, um, which sounds like a, a bad sitcom. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible sitcom, but it's a lot of laughs. Uh, we've got Jesse Wasaki. We've got Honesty Liller, and we've got John Schenholzer, the old guy himself, um, together. Uh, I don't know how many are going to be on the air. We're going to work all that out tomorrow, but we'll have... Um, some real good conversation with the three of them. And then we get Thursday. Thursday, we get a real extra treat. You guys uh, may, may not be as familiar with Carol McDade. Uh, Carol McDade is the Mick of Mick Shin. Um, she'll be joining us on Thursday to have a good conversation about uh, what's going on in the recovery movement and advocacy. And then Thursday, uh, Friday, we've got Michael King. Michael King is an advocate for a, a, an organization called the Communities Project. It is something that we work with, uh, teaches people how to be better advocates. He's a person in recovery who has um, experience with advocacy, direct advocacy work. And so he'll be here talking to us about how uh, the work that he does and continues to do. Uh, he's also one of my mentors in my job. So um, I, I look forward to, to, to having a frank discussion with him. So as we continue forth this week, do we have anything going on tonight? Yeah, we have uh, John Winslow on tonight. He's the head of International Recovery Day. We'll oh. uh, be on with Alex and Frank. What's and, that program called? Uh, international. <laughs> I'm sorry. The International. <laughs> Getting the herd. Right, right. After oh, hours. Oh, okay. After okay. hours. Let's get to hours. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then Friday, we're still working it out, but we have Barry Rose and Lana. We have two guests, so um, I can't remember um, the names off the top of my head. But um, hey, Debbie Rose about that. That should be a fantastic show. Is that the the is that family Friday? Yeah. That's gonna be cool. All right. Well, cool. Um, uh, the John Winslow thing should be really awesome. John, uh, Alex. Uh, who'll be doing that elf bot. He's really taken on this project and just made a spectacular job of this thing. He's going to have the whole freaking world lit up in purple um, in September. So we definitely want to talk to John about that and talk to Alex about that tonight. So, guys, thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And uh, don't forget to watch tonight at 9 on for Getting Heard After Hours. <laughs> I just got to do it. I just got to do it. I'm corny like that. Um, thank you, guys. See you tomorrow. <laughs> thank you, guys.